read in your Bibles, in our Bible reading, you would have read Psalm 148 this morning. We read it at prayer this morning. And uh, so I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read it in the King James. And probably Linda can put it up there, Psalm 148. Linda? <laughs> Annette? <laughs> Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy and wind, fulfilling his word. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth. You hear me? Kings of the earth. And all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone. We just sang about it is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Let everything that has breath, who has breath in here, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you're going to get preached up good tonight. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you open? For the uh, incorruptible word of God to come into your life today. Thank you, Lord. You know, he created us with his word. You know, back in Genesis, he said, you know, let there be. And it came to pass. Well, you were one of those let there be. <laughs> let there be man made in our image and likeness. Thank you, Lord. We are made in the image and likeness of God our Father. Hallelujah. Huh. Isn't that awesome? I mean, that should be enough to make you go, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> How can I get you excited tonight? <laughs> when you're picking, I'm picking on you. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Amen. I don't pick on you. <laughs> that was my husband talking. You might have heard. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We've been spending a lot of time together, me and Gary. <laughs> In our little apartment. <laughs> we call it our birdhouse. Because <laughs> we're right up on top on the corner and we can see we can see all around. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. So what I want to talk to you about tonight is two kinds of knowledge. 
There are two kinds of knowledge. Sense knowledge, and that's everything we've been brought up with. The whole world knows about sense knowledge. What your, you know, your mind and your, and your body talk to you about. <laughs> what you can see, touch, feel, hear. And, you know, sense knowledge is good because it keeps you out of danger, <laughs> for one thing, you know. It's, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with sense knowledge. But there's another kind of knowledge. Anybody want to guess what it is? Come on. Revelation, Revelation knowledge. <laughs> Epinosis. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So the thing, the thing is with, you know, before you got saved, before you got saved, stand up here, I can't see you over there. Microphone's in the way. Um, we couldn't have a relationship with God. You can't have a relationship with God through sense knowledge, by your feelings. You know, sometimes we're just like, you know, we come to church and we don't get goosebumps or, you know, we're not feeling something. It's like, oh, the spirit is not moving in there today. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the spirit of God is always moving. We just got to hook into it, right? But if you don't know God, because God is a spirit, right? He's a spirit. So Revelation knowledge brings us into contact. It's our access point to God. Because the revelation knowledge comes from his word. And him and his word are one together. And we are one with him. So we are one with the word. And so without that revelation knowledge, um, you know, you can't even walk by faith. Because you don't know what the word is saying. Amen? You don't know if you're right or wrong. Now, you can pick up a few easy things along the way. You know, Jesus is Lord. That's a good one. <laughs> Meditate on that, you know. Our God reigns, you know. I'm, I'm saved by grace through faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And um, if you what you have to do with this is meditate the word of God until it becomes real. Right? Like, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed and made whole. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just sling that off. But I'm not really, you know, thinking about the stripes of Jesus, the stripes that Jesus took for my healing. He took away my sin, and he took away my sickness. You know, just like, you know, you know you'd say, well, no, I wouldn't sin. But when sickness comes on your body, do you accept it? We do. We accept a lot of things that we shouldn't accept in our bodies. Now, sometimes it's there because we're tied to the earth and we have, you know, uh, you know, the enemy will come and catch us off guard sometimes and we get, you know, wrong thinking or, or we're just overtired or just because for the word's sake. You know, sickness can come on your body just for the word's sake. But anything that comes against you, I didn't get any water. <laughs> anything that comes against you is to develop your faith to overcome. Amen? So it says, you know, count it all joy when diverse temptations come. Count it all joy? 
(laughs) And tribulations when they come? Why? Because it is going to develop your faith. It is, because you don't want it to be there. You, you're, you're, you are wired to be overcomers. Say, I am overcomer. I'm an overcomer. That's your nature, to be more than a conqueror and to be an overcomer. Not accept the stuff that the devil comes and tries to put on you. Circumstances and, you know, ugly. He's ugly. <laughs> he doesn't fight fear. No, he doesn't. But God left it up to us. <laughs> he gave us everything we need to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. See, a lot of times we blame, we're talking about it today in prayer. We, we give the devil too much, you know, acknowledgement in our lives. Oh, did you hear what's going on? You know, COVID, you know, is out there and it's... It's, you know, rampant and, you know, everything is shut down and blah, 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 blah. And you just go on complaining down there. Did you ever notice? (laughs) It doesn't matter who you're talking to. Whenever you sit down to talk, it always comes around to that. (laughs) Because that's that's what we're immersed in right now. We are immersed in that. We don't want to be. And you know what? We have authority over it. And you say, well, I've taken authority. Yes, I've been taking authority since when I I got COVID. Now, let me tell you, I was mad about that. (laughs) I got COVID. (laughs) I'm not supposed to get COVID. I'm a child of God. But it came in. It came in and it got on me. And I got sick. And I'm, I'm never sick with anything. And I've never been so sick in my life. <laughs> really? I, ha- I haven't been. I mean, even Pastor Gary was worried about me. My oxygen was down to, what, 82? Even you were worried about me. Yeah. No, well, you know, I mean, we, we're not worriers. We're not worriers. We're not. I mean, you know, normal circumstances coming along. But he has never seen me sick, ever. No. So, you know, it, when these big things come, we cannot let them overcome. Amen? When trouble comes, and it comes from every side, and the enemy, you know, he thinks he's a big shot, but he isn't really. He's a mouse with a microphone. <laughs> and he's, he's got a loud voice. He's louder even than Pastor Paul. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, like, you know, he did, he, he came, and he's very convincing. He's a deceiver. Not Paul, but, the, I mean, well, in a good way. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. Ushers? Are there any ushers in the house? <laughs> but, okay, so what I'm, what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, what we need to do is develop our revelation knowledge. And, and to do that, you have to be in relationship with God. You have to uh, allow the word to live in you in all wisdom. Let the word dwell in you in all wisdom, it says in Colossians, right? And, you know, he's given us everything. He's given us his word, for one. And, you know, he's given us the blood of Jesus. That's our covenant. We are covenant right. We have covenant rights. We have covenant rights to walk in divine health, right? 
and to prosper. Glory to God. You know, we have, that, that's ours. We've got the Holy Spirit, which is living in us. The greater one is living in us, within us. And I know we know it. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> but we got to preach this to ourselves. We have to look in the mirror and then the greater one is living in, in me. I'm looking in the mirror and I'm saying, yes, I'm, 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 I'm the house where God lives. The temple of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, not just once a day. You could, that has to be something that you're thinking about all the time. You know, because we have to get over there in the spirit realm. And not stay in the sense realm. Because that's where all the stuff is going on in the sense realm. And if we get involved in entangled, it says don't get entangled in the world and what's going on in the world. Get entangled in the word of God, you know, and get, get it in, in you and getting it operating in you. So th those are the thoughts that you have, that you don't have. The devil cannot come and whisper in your ear and, and build a stronghold in your mind. If you have the word of God operating and it's active in you, if you're in love with God and God is in love with you, you know, I mean, it's walking by faith is walking in revelation, right? Without the revelation, there is no faith. You have to be fully, what? Persuaded. Calling those things that are not as though they are. You know, there's lots of stuff in our life that we don't like, but we just let them, you know, well, and then go and complain about them. You rehearse them to people. Da, da, da. That's the worst thing. <laughs> and we're because we're human, that's what we do. We go and cry on somebody's shoulder. Of course not. <laughs> tries sometimes <laughs> but I mean you know I mean Pastor Gary has got stuff going on you know he's overcoming he's getting there he's getting there right but you know it's it's a it's something that's been put in his path that God has given him everything he needs to overcome it and it's you know sometimes it gets the better of you I mean he got COVID too in the middle of all that, he just had a surgery on his carotid artery, <laughs> and bam, there we are. I mean, it was pretty amazing, you know, that the devil could get us like that. <laughs> really, we should, we should be indignant when the enemy comes and tries to put stuff on us and tries to get us off track. See, he's done that from the beginning. When, you know, he talked to Eve in the garden, like, look, look what you don't have. He didn't say, look what you do have. He said, no, no, you know, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. And she fell for it. A woman falling for a snake. Imagine. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's how, you know, he can deceive you. He knows how. And, and you know, that's why I like to laugh a lot, because when you're laughing, he, does, he's, he feels like he's whipped because his, his plan is to take me down and take me out. His plan is to steal the word of God out of my heart and convince me that God is a liar. 
you'd say, well, you can't convince me God is a liar because his word is yes and amen. But how much yes and amen do you have going on in your life? Yes and amen to his promises. Are the promises of God active in your life? Is the covenant that he made with Jesus, his son, and his blood that he shed, is it operative in your life? It has to be operative. And we, and we don't, we, you know, I'm, I'm preaching to myself here too, you know. It's something right now in this time. We listen to um, Rachel Tetefiller. <laughs> Does anybody know who she is? Well, she's, I think she's in heaven now, but, uh, in two, you need to use the microphone if you're going to talk. <laughs> Thank you. Whoever left this here. here. Thanks. So you. the people out here can hear you. <laughs> no, uh, Rachel Tiefetiller, you know, she's spent most of her life in prayer, but the powerful thing about her was she would pray and then Kenneth E. Hagin would get up and preach what she prayed, even though they weren't she together. She prayed it in tongues. She prayed it down from heaven yeah. into the earth, and then he he proclaimed it. Yeah. And, I've, you know, some of the prayers, it's, it's just, if you get a chance to listen to her, she's amazing. Yeah, find her on YouTube. I'm sure she, there must be. <clears throat> she dedicated you know, she her whole life to Billy prayer, and, and she's gone places we haven't even dreamed of. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But anyway, in this particular thing, I'll send it out. I'll send it to you guys. And uh, or I'll, I think it's, I'll put it on Facebook, I guess. I don't know. Whatever way is a good way to do it. It's 2001. But anyway, she's praying. And, she, and it's so relevant even for today. Because, you know, um, she was praying about uh, or talking about praying in the spirit. And how important praying in the Spirit is for, like Gary said, pulling down things, mysteries. Because that's what, you know, that's what we do. You know, praying in the Spirit, it edifies you. It keeps you in Jude. It says it keeps you in your faith and in, and in the love of God. Immune system. 40%. And increases your immune system by 40%. Yeah. And so does laughing increase your immune system. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, these things are good that he's, God has given us. But because we're so over in the sense realm and always thinking about what's going on around us, because it's right there in your face, right? Like, I mean, I hardly ever watch any news or anything on TV because I find it, it, it was, it's, I, I never watched it before, but it would be very confusing to people today because, I mean, they can't agree at all. You know, it's always fighting against one another. And, you know, so I'm just saying Jesus is Lord and our God reigns. <laughs> that's my confession. <laughs> because, because, you know, that's where we have to be, walking in the Spirit. And, you know, and, and just realize that you, are, you have authority. You have dominion. God has given us authority and dominion. Jesus went to hell and took the authority that Adam had given over to Satan. And he took it from him. And when he rose, we rose with him. We rose with Jesus when he rose. And he gave us that authority. 
We have that authority. And so you can look at any situation and you can say, I have authority over this. And you pray and you say, God, I just need to hear your voice. I need to hear what you want me to do. And then you take your stand, whatever God says. See, it's developing our relationship with God in that place where, like Jesus said, I do what I see my father doing and I say what I hear my father saying. And so we can get into that whole intimate relationship with God. Because <laughs> the Holy Spirit, he's very jealous. He's very jealous of who you share your time with. And he wants to be, he wants to be, you know, you're all in all. He wants to direct you and show you things to come. And he can do that. He can show us things to come. We sometimes get a, an inkling of thinking about things. Um, you know, we're believing God for something and, and we can see it. We can see it. We can see it there. You know, we can see ourselves healed and whole. We can see ourselves, you know, living the life that we want. We can be the prophets of our own lives. You know, we can prophesy in, uh, unto ourselves and say, you know, this is the way I want it to be. <laughs> like Charles Capps says, we always say the way it is, not the way we want it. <laughs> We call it the way that it is. If we're sick in our bodies, we say, we're sick. <laughs> you know, we're, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm walking in divine health. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So since knowledge cannot understand spiritual things and will even deny the miraculous because it can't, they can't explain it. How often, you know, do you hear somebody talk about a miracle and someone will explain it away? Oh, that was probably just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hallelujah. And there's no way, there's no way into the spirit realm unless it's through Jesus. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the reality. I am the life. There's no other way. It's not through your work. It's not through even your church attendance or your ministry or anything. It's through Jesus. Jesus. Say Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, you know, when, when we're in a situation, we can call those things that are, so, you know, so they're not. We can call them that way. We can say, you know, sickness comes on our body. Now, I'm by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. I'm calling heal. I'm, I'm healed. I'm saying that I'm healed because you were 2,000 years ago when Jesus went to the cross. That was the dividing line there. That's when, when you ex accepted Jesus in your life, he called you out of darkness. What's in darkness? Sickness, disease, all the negative stuff, all the dark stuff, all the um, emotions. And, and it's all, you know, if you're led by your emotions, that's over there in the dark area. <laughs> right? So over here in the light, he called us out of darkness into his glorious light, into the sun of his love. That's where everything that Jesus did for us, it's there. 
So old things, when it, you know, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 5, 17, it says old things are passed away and all things have become new. Well, that, our old life is gone. But sometimes the remnants of our thought life, it has been, you know, etched into our into our minds, and unless we're feeding on the Word of God and active, having it active in our lives and operative in our lives, then the old way of thinking is going to dominate. Whatever you're feeding is going to dominate. If you're feeding on the Word of God, that's going to dominate. If you're feeding on how you feel or, you know, you're, you're over there listening to different things from different people, from man, then that's going to dominate. You know, like if you listen to CNN all the time, and I know a lot of people that all day long it's on, <laughs> listening to the news all day long, that's dominating their mind. See, if they're Christians, then the word is not going to be able to get in there, Right? You're going to be filled up with other things, not filled with the fullness of God, like it says in Ephesians, that we would be filled with the fullness of God. Wow. But if you're full of something else, <laughs> like if you've got a glass of water and it's full to the top, if you pour anything else in there, it's going to go over. But we want it to be full, but full with the word of God. So that when something comes, all that comes out is the word of God. And that's what you want, because the word of God creates. As you speak it in faith, as you've meditated on the word, and it's become a part of your life, you know, then it creates, it becomes revelation, in other words. Once it becomes revelation, then you can create with it. Am I getting you all confused? <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? Right? So we want to be filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. And that we would comprehend with all the saints what is the depth, the breadth, the width, the height, and know the love of God. You know, like he shed his love abroad in our hearts. He said, it's his love in us. So we can love one another, but we can love the world. He so loved the world. He was like, well, what do you, you know? You don't want to go love those, you know, <laughs> gangsters or whatever, you know, bad people. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we were once there. Even if you were a Sunday school teacher and you never swore, said a bad word in your life, if you never accepted Jesus, you're still over there in the kingdom of darkness. Because you don't have a revelation of who Jesus is and who God, as God is your father and that you're his child. I'm a child of God. Right? And I'm made in his, his image and likeness. Wow. So why, aren't, why, don't, why do I have a hard time <laughs> acting like it? <laughs> I mean, you know, we do. We have a hard time. We, we fall back on our, you know, our stuff. <laughs> we don't want to have stuff, right? Hallelujah. Because what happens is we, we don't believe what Christ has wrought for us, what Christ did for us. I mean, yes, we know it. We have a mental ascension to it. 
But do we know it? Do we realize who we are, what we have, and what we can do? There's a place, I mean, that we can go. And it requires <laughs> dying to yourself. Right? It, it requires that crucifixion. Now we say, okay, we're crucified with Christ. And that was supposed to be where we were, were when we got saved. You know, we're laying down our lives and we're being crucified with Christ. That old things are passed away and all things have become new. Crucified means like killed, dead. <laughs> so, so we don't get all, oh, you know, when people praise us and we don't get all, oh, when they put us down. <laughs> That's not crucified. Crucified is pay no attention to praise. Pay no attention to people saying anything bad. If you were a dead man laying here, right here on this altar, and I and say, you know, it was somebody that I was, cuss them out, I'll cuss them out, you know. They're just going to lie there. They're not going to move. They're not going to make a blink. If I say, oh, you're such a wonderful person, da, 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 they're not going to pay any attention to me. They're just going to lay there because their spirit is already gone, right? So dead, that's dead. <laughs> so get dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, you know, we all have the same redemption. Jesus went to the cross for all of us. There's nobody got more redemption than others. Same. Level playing field. Amen? And even though, you know, Gary's very knowledgeable in the Word, and Pastor Paul, and Pastor Shirley, and all of you probably are, but, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much Word you know, how much you pray, how much you go to church. That doesn't matter. You're still redeemed, whether you go to church or whether you don't go to church. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, same redemption. Huh? No. I think that um, when you're not, you can have relative righteousness. That means I'm better than you are, so I'm okay. But revelation righteousness you realize that you didn't do anything to earn it, and you didn't yeah. have to. Yeah. And when you have the revelation of your righteous standing with God, you can say, like Paul said in Second Corinthians 7, 2, it's an amazing verse. Yeah. Because he said, receive us. We've, We've wronged, wronged no, no man. man. Yeah. And we read his life. We knew he was a screw exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. But he, he was at that time. He knew. When he got he saved. Knew yeah. Revelation righteousness. Mm. So it wasn't relative. It wasn't, I'm better than so-and-so, yeah. therefore I'm spiritual. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, we why can't... he would say, I have been. Yeah. It's a done deal. I've been crucified. Yeah. I'm yeah. a dead man. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not your good works, you know. Your good works are a result of the righteousness that Jesus gave you. Because he took your sin. He took your sin at the cross and gave you his righteousness. So your righteousness is as filthy rags, your self-righteousness, right? Because you can be a good person 
and you can do good things and help everybody and, and, you know, do all these things in the kingdom of God and for God, but it doesn't make you any more righteous than somebody who's not doing anything. You hear what I'm saying? Because what the good works that come out of it is the fruit of the righteousness, right? It's the fruit of the righteousness that is from Jesus in Christ. We are righteous in Christ. Hallelujah. And when we come to that revelation, then we don't have to, we don't have to get caught up in all the, you know, um, stuff that people get caught up in, which is, uh, you know, our weaknesses and because of unworthiness and, you know, and, and equated with your feelings and that kind of stuff. See, you, don't, you get above that when you realize, uh, uh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Even if you've done a horrible thing, you know, like a lot of people get condemned. But see, the Bible says what? There is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. That's because we're not condemned anymore because now we have eternal life. We're not condemned to hell because we do something wrong. We can go first John one night and, you know, repent. And, and I mean, you know, just say, you know, I messed up again. And you know what? Forgiveness is there. We fall forward. <laughs> and I mean, you know, it's amazing because, you know, people get so bummed out with themselves because, you know, they just can't seem to get it right because they don't realize they're already right. <laughs> they're already right. You can be wrong and be right at the same time. I'm righteous. You know, you can be wrong and righteous at the same time. You know? So, it, you know, it's kind of like you're up in this place where it's not that you're not responsible. You're responsible to, to fill yourself with the word of God. So those things that, put, that trip you up won't happen. The more of the word you have in you, the less of the world you have in you. Right? So it's in getting to that place and not just just the word, not getting up and just reading your Bible every day and reading your little promises and stuff. <laughs> it's being having the word of God operative and active in your life. And that can only come by practice, by doing the word, by being a doer of the word and not just a hearer. That's what he was talking about in James. Like, don't be just a doer of the word. A hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. And that word do is poetes, and it means create with words. Create with words. And so that's what we do with your words. Create. So think about what's coming out of your mouth. Whatever's coming out of your mouth creates. So, you know, when you get... <laughs> You get home on your pillow at night, you know, you turn to your wife or your husband and, or somebody and say, yeah, I really feel about that, you know. <laughs> I know, yeah, you wouldn't know. I would just like to say one more thing. Mm -hmm. Well, probably I gotta more than one. I got to get ready to go. But if you make a misstep, 
just keep walking in the right direction. Yeah, just it's turn around. Like, it's kind of yeah. like the sheep and the pig both feel in, fall in the mud, mm -hmm. but the sheep doesn't like it. Yeah, and the pig loves it. The pig loves it. <laughs> no, but that's how you can tell that you're serving God. You know, that's that right. You're, you're a pig or a sheep. <laughs> if you like it you, when you're you, in the mud. And if you want to know what love is like, look at Joey and Lisa. No, no, but it's fresh and it's new and, you know, they're after each other all the time and it's actually disgusting. No, it isn't. No, no. We're live here. <laughs> edit, edit. <laughs> Read what Justin said about Aston the other day on their anniversary. I'm saying they're there. What did he marriage, say? Oh, I'm not going to repeat it because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> But what I'm saying is their love is just as fresh. Yeah. And that's the key. Keep the, it the fresh key is keep with God, yeah. To, when you're in love with God, mm. you can go through all kinds of things. Exactly. And and not lose your right standing, not lose your peace. Never. Not lose yeah. your joy. That doesn't mean you're not going to have a bad day. No. But again, if you make a misstep, just walk in the right direction. Yeah. That's what I loved about when we read through Micah. He said, don't rejoice over me, oh, my enemy. Yeah. Though I fall, I, I shall, shall arise. You, you knocked me down six times. Mm. I'm getting up seven, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's where the yeah. real victory well, is. Well, that's what righteousness is, is right standing with God. So if you have that righteousness and all you had to do to get it was say, Jesus, come into my heart, you still got it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You have right standing with God. Say, I have right standing with God. And that will never be taken away from you. No, never, 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 never. And we will live forever and forever and forever with him. <laughs> I mean, we're just getting better and better all the time. You know, these circumstances that come against us, we, you know, we, we go ahead from glory to glory into the image of Jesus by the Holy Ghost. You know, I mean, we got to rely on what we have. It's not us doing it. You know, we can't rely on, on I'm a good person because that's self-righteousness. See? And we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. You know, and so that takes us really, you know, you, you come up to a situation and you don't know what to do and... You know, he's like, oh, God, help me. I know I can do all things. I know I can make the right decision. I know I can do whatever you've put in front of me to do through Christ. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm not leaning on my carnal mind. I'm not leaning on what the world says to do. I'm not leaning on what anybody says to do except for the word of God. The word of God is our, is our plumb line. Amen? So once we know, like it says in Ephesians, who we are, what we have, and what we can do in Christ, then, you know, we rise above all that. Hallelujah. You know, in, in John, 1 John 3, 8, it says, For this purpose was Jesus manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. And he did. He went to hell and destroyed his works. But uh, you said, well, I mean, the devil is still around. You know, he said, yeah, he is around. And he, he will, he's, you know, like a, a toothless lion going around who, seeking who he may devour. 
who he may gum to death. But we know that, and he's got a roar that makes him seem bigger than he is. He's, it can be terrifying. I mean, people are terrified. And I mean, sometimes, I mean, advertisements that come on TV for movies and stuff, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> is this really on television in the middle of the day? I mean, like the demonic things that are on there are horrible, you know. But I guess, like, you know, they're preparing them. They might look like they're not real. But, you know, those images, you know, are there. But the kids are all out. But, you know, anyway, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. So his works are destroyed. Then he gave us authority over all the works of the enemy, that as he comes against us, he comes against us through our families, through, you know, wherever, our jobs, our, wherever we are, you're, you're, you're subject to the world, wherever you are. And so, you know, you got to cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. So when you go out there, you know that there's no trespassing. <laughs> I'm in the blood. I'm coming out, but I'm in the blood. And my family's in the blood. And, you know, and to be conscious, to be God-inside-minded, you know, like the very creator of the universe lives on the inside of us. I'm preaching to me, too. I mean, like, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get my mind over to that, like, you know, to, to walk in that so that I am conscious. And, and when I do, like, you know, when I, when I feel the presence of God, I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> You're still there. Praise God. But he never leaves. He said, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. So it's not him who goes. It's me who goes. <laughs> right? He's always right there. It's like the, the man and the wife, you know. They get married and, you know, they're all snuggled up. And when the cars used to have the, the long seats in the front and the wife would be over snuggled up to the guy, you know, da -da -da -da, down along. And, and then a few years go by and the wife is sitting over by the other door. And he said, well, she said, we used to sit, we used to sit close to one another in the car. And he said, well, I haven't moved. <laughs> said, God hasn't moved. We're the ones that move over, right? We get caught up with this stuff, and, and I mean, it happens. I mean, you get kids, you get dogs, <laughs> you get boyfriends. I mean, you know, life is, is, there's a lot of stuff going on in your life. But, you know, just, you know, my prayer for everyone is, is just to be in that place with God and to always be striving to enter into that place. You know, the place that he has his righteousness, <laughs> peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. And that's where we need to, that's where we need to live. We won't mention anything about that. Oh, no. <laughs> so don't forget, when Jesus rose from the dead, you rose too. We live resurrection life. Amen? It's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us and quickens us. Quickens us. Hallelujah. 
We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.